Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. I love the straightforwardness and the simplicity that, that he uses to teach. His teachings are very simple for everybody to understand. If it hadn't been for this ministry, I don't know where I would be. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Monday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today, I'm going to start a series talking about how you can change effortlessly. You know, that sounds like a contradiction of terms. There is no such thing as effortless change. Most people believe change is traumatic. It takes a huge amount of effort. It is a painful experience. And most people, that's the reason they resist change. There's been books written about this. I remember one of the... Uh, CEOs that we had came in and made all of the staff read a book about change because there is resistance towards change. And of course, he was going to do things differently than the previous CEO of our ministry. And so anyway, change is something that is painful for most people. And yet, I believe that the Word of God teaches us how we can change effortlessly. And again, I know that this just, most people think this is impossible. But you know, look at this statement in Matthew chapter 19 and in verse 26, it says, But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. I just want to propose to you that you can change effortlessly. You can change without it being a traumatic experience. There is a God way to do change. And, you know, when I travel to my meetings, we're constantly encouraging people to come to the Karis Bible College either on site or to take it by correspondence. We also have eCaris and things like this. And one of the things that we'll do is to ask people how much, how many of them know that there is more than what they're experiencing? And I mean nearly every hand in the place will go up. And then we'll say, how many of you want to change and you want to see things differently? Either you need change in your physical body, in your health, in your marriage, in your finances, in your uh, career, or whatever. And how many of you just know that there needs to be change? And I mean, it is not unusual to have 80 to 90% of the people raise their hand and say that they won't change. That is huge. And then our next question will be, all right, so what are you going to do differently? And then I'll bring up, I think it was Einstein that said that it's a definition of insanity to keep doing the same thing and expect different results. You know, if the people watching this program right now uh, are similar to the people that come to our meetings, and again, um, the people that come to our meetings, are the vast majority of them are born again. They're already baptized in the Holy Spirit. They've been sitting under the Word. And so, uh, I mean, there are people who love God and are seeking God. And yet in my meetings, the vast majority of those people are desiring change. And if you are typical, if you, if my meetings are typical, and if that reflects the way it is with the people watching this program, then the vast majority of you recognize that there needs to be change. And yet, are you going to do something different? Again, it's a definition of insanity to keep doing the same thing and expect different results. And yet this is what so many people are doing. So I'm just saying these things as way of introduction, that effortless change is something that is profound. It's different than the way the world approaches it, where it is just 
traumatic. It is drastic. It's painful. It's laborious to change. The Scriptures teach us how that in the same way that you just plant a seed and that seed doesn't travail, it doesn't groan, it doesn't go through all of this pain. When you see an apple uh, produced, you know, the tree doesn't just groan and you, it doesn't let out this scream and then, oh, here's an apple. It's just the nature of that seed to grow into a tree and then produce fruit. Likewise, God has given us a system through the Word of God that will just change your life for the better effortlessly. And I know that that sounds impossible, but I'm praying that you'll stick with me. This is one of the most important things that God ever taught me. This is foundational, and this is foundational for every single person watching this program. You need to recognize that God wants you to change. God made us for more than what most of us are experiencing. Most people are shooting at nothing and hitting it every time. And that's not the way that God made us to be. Most people kind of look around and they take an average and they see that the average person is sick. The average person is poor. The average person is up and down like a yo-yo and depressed and discouraged with some highs but mostly lows. And they just look at other people and they kind of compare themselves among themselves and measure themselves by other people, which the Bible says isn't wise, and they just live a substandard life. And somehow or another, they quiet all of their inner feelings about this, just thinking, well, this is just the way it is with everybody else. I'm here to tell you that God made you for more than what the vast majority of you are experiencing. Now, there's some of you that, man, you're right on target with the Lord and God's doing great things in your life and praise God. That's just awesome. But if my meetings, my interaction with people are any indication, I can guarantee you the average person knows that God made them for more than what they're experiencing. You know, you are supposed to be making a difference. It's supposed to be that when our time is up and we leave this earth, that we have contributed something, that we aren't part of those that are taking away, but instead we are adding to. We've made life for those around us better instead of worse. And I'm saying this in love, but you know, before I can give you the antidote and the cure, you first of all have to recognize that there is a problem, that there is a sickness that needs to be cured. And I'm telling you, the average person is living way, way, way below what God intended them to do. And that's the reason that they have this desire, this knowledge that there's got to be something more than what I'm experiencing. There's got to be a better way of dealing with the problems that come my way than the way I'm doing it. You know, again, I minister to a lot of people and I have people come up to me and they tell me their stories and I'm just amazed. Sometimes I've actually asked a person, how did your life get in such a mess? I mean, you couldn't do this. It isn't just natural. It has to be demonic that a person's life could be so screwed up. God made us for something more. God made us for an abundant life. A scripture that I've used often on my broadcast is John chapter 10. Verse 10, where it talks about Satan comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Some of the translations say life to its fullest. God didn't intend us to live a mediocre life. God doesn't intend for us to go through life sick 
and poor and defeated and depressed and fearful and just like everybody else. You know, we've been going through this pandemic now for over a year. And I, again, I'm not against people, but I'm saying it, it grieves me. It hurts me when I see people respond in just absolute terror and fear and base their whole life on, a, on, on fear of something that the vast majority of people, over 99% of the people that even catch this virus, recover. It's not as deadly as many of the things that we've dealt with, and yet for whatever reason, our society has just pushed the panic button. And I see people, especially Christians, that are just as fearful, just as upset by this uh, as the people that don't even know the Lord. You know, there ought to be a difference. Matter of fact, I had David Barton on my program way back in the beginning of this pandemic. And we were discussing some things, and I was asking his perspective. And of course, if you don't know David Barton with Wall Builders, he's just a, he's a powerful man. He's on my board of my Truth and Liberty uh, Coalition, and he's a good friend. And anyway, David Barton is an expert in history, and he went back to the Spanish flu in 1917 and 18 and talked about that it was nearly opposite of what we're seeing today. There was like 98% of the people who got the Spanish flu that died from it. Today, we have less than 1% of the people who catch this COVID-19 that die from it, and nearly every one of them had some pre-existing condition. And he was just pointing out that one of the reasons that the people didn't panic was because back in 1917 and 18, even the unbelievers had more of a biblical worldview. They knew that there was more than just this life. They believed in eternity, and they weren't as afraid of death. It says in Hebrews chapter 2, I believe it's around verse 15, it says that Jesus came to deliver all of those who through uh, fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. And this is what brings people into bondage is this fear of death. And today we have become so secular God has been removed from most people's thinking to such a degree that they just are terrified thinking of death because they think this life is all that there is. They aren't aware of heaven and hell. This is the reason so many people commit suicide because they think that they're ending their suffering. All they're doing is just ushering themselves into an eternity. And if they haven't made the right decisions in this life, that eternity is going to be 10 times worse, 100 times worse than whatever they were experiencing in this life. But see, there are people that just, they have the wrong attitude about all of these things. They're operating in fear. And sad to say, Christians seem to be as bothered by things as non-believers. God didn't make us to be this way. I'm saying these things. It may be, dis, it may be unsettling to some of you, but I'm just trying to point out that we need to change. We need to become, like Jesus said, where we are living this life and living it to its fullest, to its abundance, that we should not be afraid. Perfect love cast out fear. We should be walking in health. We've got promises in Psalms chapter 91 that no plague will come nigh our dwelling, that God will give His angels charge over us. They will give us protection. And I'm telling you that Christians should be living at a higher level, a higher plane than what people that don't know the Lord are living. So I'm not saying these things to 
discourage anybody, but just to point out our need for change. God has provided more than what most of us are experiencing. And how do you get there? You know, one of the very first uh, really clear times that God spoke to me, I had this miraculous encounter on March the 23rd, 1968. And I mean, God just revealed Himself to me, and I fell in love with the Lord. And not long after that, I just realized that, man, there was a lot that needed to be changed. The religious background that I had been brought up with taught me to just basically get born again, and then you're saved and stuck until you go to heaven. That there wasn't any victory. They didn't teach healing. They didn't teach prosperity. They didn't teach power and anointing, gifts of the Holy Spirit, and miracles. They said all of those things had passed away with the apostles. And so basically, I was just left uh, once I got born again, I got born again at eight years of age. I was left to just wait until I died and went to heaven before I started experiencing any real victory. And yet Jesus told us to pray in Matthew chapter 6, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You don't have to wait until you get to heaven to begin to start experiencing heaven. You can experience heaven on earth to the degree that you will believe and receive. In Galatians chapter 1, verse 4, it says that Jesus died to deliver us from this present evil world. Not just the evil world to come, not just hell, but from this present evil world. We are meant to have victory. And after I had this traumatic encounter with the Lord, I knew that there was more than what I had ever thought there could be. I knew that there were things in God that weren't even on my radar before. And it looked so impossible to get from where I was to where God wanted me to be. I started reading the Bible with a brand new mindset. And I mean, the stories just came alive. And I realized Jesus said in John 14, 12, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Man, we aren't just somehow to live down here on this lower plane. We are supposed to be experiencing the same things that Jesus did and even greater works. The Word just came alive and began to paint a picture to me of a life in God that I wasn't experiencing. And like I said, how to get from where I was to where I saw that God wanted me to be, it looked impossible. And one of the clearest times that God spoke to me, I remember this is before I was married, this was in 1968, and I was kneeling around my bed, and I was praying, and I'd been studying the Word, so I had my Bible laying on the bed, and I had my head down, and I was praying, and I was just basically saying, God, how do I get from here to where you want me to be? The Lord was showing me that He wanted me to take this gospel and reach people all over the world. And I had never been out of town, hardly. I'd never been anywhere, and how is this going to happen? God, how could I do these things? How could I see miracles and blind eyes open and the dead raised and all of these things? And I remember I was just overwhelmed saying, God, how do I get from where I am to where you want me to be? And when I lifted up my eyes, I saw my Bible laying there on my bed, and I heard the Lord very clearly say, you just put your nose in the Bible. You study the Word and the Word will, will teach you everything you need to know. 
Now, he didn't use those words back in 1968, but now I say that it would just change effortlessly. If you take the Word of God and plant it in your heart, it just causes this change, this supernatural change that God wants in your life to happen effortlessly. It just happens automatically. The only thing you have to do is just make sure that you keep your eyes focused on the Word of God. And I'm going to be going through some of these scriptures, especially the two parables that are in Mark chapter 4. These are some of the most foundational, basic things that God has ever taught me. And I can truthfully say that any good thing that God has ever done in my life, it happened because of these truths that I'll be sharing with you. So today I'm using this primarily as introduction just to say that I know if, if my meetings and my personal encounter with people is any indication of the way it is with other people, then I know that the vast majority of you recognize that there is more to your Christian experience than what you're experiencing. You know that God has promised you things that you haven't yet see, seen come to pass. And many of you feel overwhelmed just like I was about how do I do this? The way that most people approach this, they just pray and they beg God and they plead with God. Oh God, please move in my life. Oh God, heal me or prosper me or show me your will. And they spend tremendous amount of time praying and begging God and they may even add fasting to it. But that is not the way that the Word of God teaches that we're supposed to change. I'm going to go into a lot of detail on this, but real quickly, just as kind of an appetizer or a, something to draw you in and hopefully whet your appetite so that you'll listen to the rest of this series. Uh, in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7, it says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Your life is going the direction of your dominant thoughts. And I know that when I say this, there's a lot of people that just immediately discount this and you say, oh, wait a minute, it's a lot more detailed than that. It's a lot more complicated than that. But this is basically what the scriptures teach. It says, as he thinks in his heart, so is he. The two verses that the Lord used to transform my life back in 1968 was Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And those verses say, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. This isn't just for the super saint. This is for every Joe Blow, Jane Doe Christian. And then in verse 2, it says, and be not conformed to this world. The word conform means to be poured into the mold of. Life is like a furnace. You're going to have problems. You're going to have things come against you, and it will melt you. You can't, you can't exit this life the way you came into this life. Your experiences are going to have an impact on you. They will melt you, but you get to pick which mold you fit into. It can either make you bitter or it can make you better. The exact same things could happen to different people, and yet they could choose, one could choose to become better, the other could choose to become bitter. Your choice, which mold you fit into. So again, Romans 12, 2, be not conformed to this world, poured into the mold of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The word transformed there is the Greek word 
Metamorpho, it's where we get the word metamorphosis from, and that describes this process of a caterpillar spending a cocoon and then coming out this beautiful butterfly. If you want to change from something that is earthbound and that is many times ugly and creepy and stuff, and you want to become this beautiful thing that can fly, if you want that kind of transformation, metamorphosis, it says it happens through the renewing of your mind. And to many people, this just sounds too simple. No, I've been fasting. I'm praying. I'm begging God. I go to different conferences. I have people lay hands on me. You could have people lay hands on you for change until they rub all the hair off the top of your head, but you aren't going to change until you change the way you think. Change starts with your thoughts. It says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So change really begins on the inside. Most people are looking for change from the outside. They're praying that somebody will just come and it will change their life, that they'll just get a brand new opportunity, a brand new job. God will give them a brand new mate. They're looking for change out here. And yet what I'm sharing with you is that change starts in your heart. It starts through the renewing of your mind. It doesn't come from the outside in. It comes from the inside out. And as you think in your heart, that's the way that your life will be. And I can say this right now, that however your life is, that's the way that you've thought. You may not have thought, I want this problem, but you were thinking that you didn't have any power. You were powerless to overcome it. I had a man come to me one time and he says, I know all of these scriptures about healing, but I just don't have any power. I just feel powerless. Well, I brought it to him, I, I brought him over to Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. I said, you got power right here in your tongue. Start using your words. And instead of saying, I'm powerless and I can't overcome this and this sickness is going to kill me. I said, and start using your words to start speaking that by stripes I'm healed. You've got power in your tongue. The power of life and death is in the power of your tongue. You've got to start using what you've got, but it changes from the inside out, not the outside in. And sad to say, most people are praying that something, the God will do something, that they're just waiting on God. God is waiting on you. And I'm going to be sharing some things with you that if you could understand this, it will transform your life. These are some of the most transformative things that God has ever spoken to me. And I promise you, it would make a huge difference in your life. I've got a book on this entitled Effortless Change. And again, that sounds impossible, but it's not. I've also got it in Spanish, and I've also got study guides in English and in Spanish. We've got CDs and DVDs. And I promise you that this is something that every single person watching this program needs. Every one of us needs to change. There's none of us that have reached our full potential. There's nobody who, you know, can just turn off the engines and coast. Man, we need to keep pursuing the things of God. God has more for every one of us, but how do you get there? It doesn't have to be traumatic. You can have effortless change. This book, I promise you, will really, really help you. So listen to our announcer. He's going to give you information about how you can get these materials. And I encourage you to please call or write uh, to get these materials today and tune in the rest of this week as we continue to teach on effortless change. 
Andrew's entire series, Effortless Change, is available as a book in either English or Spanish, or as a CD or DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. You can also get this teaching as a companion study guide in English or Spanish. Each of these valuable resources are available for a gift of any amount when you contact us. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get this teaching. Andrew's book, Effortless Change, is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this book to you free of charge. We want to say a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your gifts make it possible to put free ministry materials into the hands of many people in need. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or you can call our helpline at 719-635-1111. Our helpline is open Monday through Friday, 24 hours a day, and Saturday and Sunday from 7.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Mountain Time. We'd like to point out Andrew's upcoming speaking schedule. Mark your calendars to come meet Andrew at one of these events and let the Word of God transform your life. In the month of April, Andrew will be hosting a special Easter season production titled God With Us in Woodland Park, Colorado. God With Us is the original love story of a passionate God on a relentless quest to rescue His people. Also in April, Andrew will be in Woodland Park to host the annual Karis Bible College Campus Days. In May, come to Karis Bible College for the Kingdom Foundations Conference with speakers Andrew Womack, Randy Clark, and Pastor Bill Johnson. And in June, join Andrew in Woodland Park for the Kingdom Business Summit. Then, he'll again be in Woodland Park hosting the Stand Courageous event. For more details on Andrew's next meeting in your area, visit our website at awmi.net. At the time that I enrolled in classes, I wasn't able to move all the way to Colorado and you know, uproot my life. The flexibility of correspondence school was one of the biggest draws for me to enroll. I could get things done throughout the day and then I could go home and, and do my lessons. It's been such a blessing for me, for my family, just to see what God can do in a person's life when they just surrender and say, okay, God, I'll follow you. My name is Macy and I was a first year correspondence student. You can complete your first year of Karis Bible College as a correspondence student. Go to karisbiblecollege.org to learn more. View the amazing true stories of five individuals that were considered to be lost causes. Yet in their darkest hours, God showed them His amazing love and grace. Discover for yourself the transformative power of the gospel with our Grace Encounters Volume 2 DVD. To purchase your DVD today, 
go to awmi.net slash Grace Encounters. I want to let you know that we have now started a Karis Daily Live Bible Study. We've been doing a Bible study every Tuesday night live for about two years, but now we have five days a week. We've varied the times so that we can accommodate anybody's schedule, and it's going to really be good. We're going to use our instructors from the school, and it'll be a blessing. So remember, we now have a Karis Daily Live Bible Study five days a week.